Welcome to another episode of HMS All Access. I'm your host, Charlie Wolf, and this is your backstage pass to the greatest radio show in the history of mankind. On this week's episode, we talk about bug bites, and we dig deep into what it was like growing up in the Bogan household. We also go back in time with This Week in HMS History, and Eric steps up once again and answers your toughest questions. Let's get to our first clip. A guy in uh, Sydney, Australia was bitten. A year ago by a red-backed spider on his genitals. He works in construction. He went into one of the porta johns there and uh, got bit right in the balls by a red-backed spider. In Australia, everything is lethal. It's lethal. It's the most unbelievable poisonous island on the planet. The continent of poison, basically, what Australia is. Well, it's happened to the same guy again. He works in a portable toilet in the worksite in April. An incident caused him to be incredibly diligent about checking for these things before he went to the bathroom. But it happened again. Uh, on the genitals, once again, sitting in my toilet doing my business, I felt a sting. I thought to myself, I can't believe this is happening again. I looked down and saw little legs around the rim. Second spider attack on his balls. Twice. Two times. Uh, and the Australian spider is completely venomous. It's uh, not usually lethal, but affected uh, your body for a long period of time after a bite. Uh, the doctors are saying that it's uh, it's amazing. Everybody's saying, what are Thing. If you're dumping at work in a porta john and a spider that is venomous bites you on the balls, you hover over that for the rest of your life. I'm calling BS. I think he does it for attention, and I think he did it again for attention this time. I don't feel sorry for you if you get bit in the balls twice. You're not protecting your balls well enough. I'm 44 years old. I have not been bitten on the balls once. Oh, you're screwed now. I could be. Just but you know it. what? No, I wouldn't because I don't put myself in a position to be bitten in the balls. Wait a minute, I thought you... You'll sweep the cobwebs before you sit in that porta uh, If I sit in a porta john, I've lost control of my life. For years, you've yapped about how you don't wear underwear. I don't, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be bitten in the well, balls. I have, have kung fu skills. You chance of getting bitten than nope. like normal. I do not. I do not wallow in filth when that makes sleeping, it so it's... sleeping... Right. Something could crawl up there. Won't happen. My balls will set off a warning system. That's what the pubic hair is for, Eric. That's what the ball hair is for. Okay. It's curb feelers, my friend. And when a spider gets close, I'm aware of it, and I begin smacking thighs. No spider will make it to my balls without some sort of Bill Cosby medication. So you were talking about uh, getting bit on the balls by, like, a no, spider? No, I was talking about how I will never, or, yeah, never bit get on bit on the balls. You, right. you vowed to never get bit on the balls. I, I will continue a running Holmberg tradition as far as I'm aware uh, well, I know my father has never been bitten on the balls by anything other than maybe my mother. Okay. Uh, and then prior to that, Alvar, my grandpa, never a story in the family where he was once bitten on the balls. I can't go back any further than that. But for three generations now, the Holmberg men have not been chewed on by bugs or insects or snakes or anything like that on the nutsack. Mm-hmm. I will not have that happen in my life. I can pretty much mark that down as a promise. And, uh, yeah, I won't be bitten in the balls. This isn't something that you have, like, complete control over, though. It is actually something I have complete and utter control over because I am ninja protector of my nutsack. Anything crawling on me, nearing my testicles, exposed or otherwise, will be batted away violently and quickly. The only thing that may bite my balls uh, is a dog, a bear, or a ravenous uh, large creature. Okay, that's what I was saying is, like, let's say you are walking one of the dogs— Right. And another dog starts going crazy, and this other dog like lunges at right. Ben, and yeah. all of a sudden Big your balls there. are just in the way. Right. And he gets your balls. If my balls are in the way ahead of 
everything else, <laughs> I've done something wrong. Now, what about like ticks and fleas and bed bugs? Because those guys are real small, and you like you're in the dead of sleep. You're not going to know that they're crawling up your leg, are you? First off, I don't stay at Red Roof Inns. Okay, sure. Uh, second, if this did happen at one of the finer resorts that I would choose to stay in, I would own the resort by the end. If my balls have been <laughs> gnawed on by bugs provided by, let's say, the Aria in Las Vegas, too nice there to have them. Uh, I don't have bed bugs. Uh, I don't, and I don't think that any animal, bug or otherwise, chooses my scrotum over any other part of my delicious body. Um, have you ever been bitten in the balls by a bug? I have never been bitten in the balls by I a bug. Pretty much can say that that probably won't occur to you. Yeah, it's a pretty safe bet. It's a very safe bet. I'm just saying that it's not a guarantee. I'm guaranteeing. Because you can't control everything. Lock it down. And the people who think that that I'm being elitist by this make me laugh because this is (laughs) this is not elite. This should be everybody's goal. Oh yeah, yeah. this should this shouldn't be something you're like. Well, you're just going to get bit in the balls someday. You got to accept it. No, I'm not accepting of that, (laughs) and I won't. And I don't believe that to be true. You defend till the death. I get it. Defend the balls to the end. And if there is a bug epidemic, now here's the other thing: I can be stung in the balls by a bee swarm. But I'm not worried about that. I'm yeah. worried about bee swarms in my nose, mouth, and eyes. I've got pants on. Yeah. I'm not really worried about my balls. They're harnessed up in a nice position to not be exposed. Yeah. So even in that case, I'm going to go ahead and guarantee my balls take no shots. Yes. But that's what my point is that, like, you could run into a bee swarm. You could have right. a dog attack, a bear attack mm-hmm. that eats mm-hmm. your balls. Like, yeah. Bears that, could eat your like, balls. It could possibly happen. Like, I'm it's not, not worried about that anymore. If I'm attacked by a bear... Everything's in play. And more than yeah. likely, he's not going to gently lay me down and nibble <laughs> on my ball sack. He's going to take my head off. And then after that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're Let right. Let me throw the caveat in. Okay. While I'm alive, nothing will bite my balls. Okay. The bears probably take it. Not, the revenant wasn't real. <laughs> and you notice that revenant thing, balls were fine. Yeah. Bear never went for the balls. Probably scratched him. His dick was okay. Did not bite him in the balls. Didn't once go, watch this. I've seen a lot of porn. He's going to hate it. <laughs> Bear didn't know. He just went for the head, neck. Chest. That's what bears do. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm your right balls here. are, uh, yeah, they're, fair, I'm right they're safe. I'm balls are under constant protection. I have a secret serve. It's like the president. I'm going to start calling my balls POTUS. Okay. This is, POTUS is in danger. It's actually a good name for your balls. POTUS is a great name for my nutsack. POTUS. <laughs> scrotus. Uh, I'm going to call him Scrotus. Scrotus. scrotus, scrotus is the scrotus. <laughs> That's even better. It's the scrotum of the United <laughs> States, otherwise known as Tucson. What would Eric do? Hello, Eric. Hi. Time for you to solve some problems, answer questions like you do them um, all the time, really. Usually yeah. I'm right on what would Brady do. Yeah. And Brady's wrong, so this is my chance to shine right here. Right. You're a real problem solver. Yes. Uh, so the first one uh, comes from Roland. Uh, Dear Eric, I'm an engineering intern and I'm making good money. I love my job and my boss wants me to work full time once I graduate with a starting salary of $70,000. The only problem is that I lied in the interview. I told them that I I only have one year left in school, but I actually have two years left. Should I tell my boss <laughs> now and hope that he understands? I don't know when and how I should tell my boss. Is that real? Matt yeah. is real. He lied. Man. Uh, I would lie. Conti- you might as well continue lying at this point because if you tell him the truth, it's going to blow up. So I would say you need to take another year of classes because you want to get, uh, can't you get like a, a better degree or something? I don't know. I know you, you can, can like load up and like double up, you know, try and take more credits to graduate faster. Yeah. So he wants to take more schooling. There are more classes he needs. That's what he's got to tell his boss. Say, I need to do some other classes 
to make sure I'm good to go. So it's going to take another year. Blame the school. Mm. If you can, whatever, <laughs> this is a great life lesson. If you can ever push blame on other things, that's mm-hmm. the best way to go. Blame the school. Say, uh, you know, they, they, they won't, I have to take these other classes or I, or I can't graduate. Yeah, you know, the way I need to say something about your advisor, right? Your advisor you screwed you in some way. Because what's he going to do? Go down to the advisor and talk to him? Probably not. No, he doesn't care. But it might cost you a nice job, though. Well, it's going to cost you anyway. If you tell him the truth, it's going to cost you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you might as well blame. Might as well, yeah, push blame around. Keep lying and keep lying, and then you'll probably get through it better that way. Plus, I mean, if the guy, I mean, if the boss understands that you have one year of school left and he's still willing to offer you this, he's patient enough to hold a spot open for you. And why wouldn't he do it a little longer? Yeah, be a little, for a flexible little longer. With you. But you don't want to be honest because then you just look like a real asshole. Yeah, because so, you're the liar. So you yeah, just push blame, push blame lying. on the school or you got to figure out an alternate situation to where you have to go to school another year longer. Uh, your mom is real sick. You need to help her. Oh. So she's got cancer, right? I don't know about that so one. So basically, <laughs> mom with cancer, you got to take care of her. You have to take, scale back your classes. So it's going to take two years now. Oh, my goodness. That's Why a, are you looking at me well, like that's that? That's just a heavy lie when it comes to like, like it's one thing to blame the advisor and push blame on something. Right. But Well, I would go that though. route first. But if you think that that could get sketchy... Um, have maybe not your mom, just do some other relative, a uh, relative in Indiana. You have to go. No, that doesn't work. Really. Yeah. It's got to be in town. I, I've never heard of interns making good money. That's what he said, huh? Yeah. I didn't make any money when I was an I intern. I know most internships, you don't make money. They must give them like some kind of base salary, just even as an intern to work there. But then he's going to get the better mm-hmm. job once he actually graduates. Right. So that's a sweet deal. You don't want to blow this, man. You have to lie, 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 and keep lying. <laughs> this is a delicate situation. It is. And if you ask Brady about this, he would ruin you because he'd tell you, oh, go be honest, tell the truth. <laughs> the truth will set you free. And, you know, Jesus, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Okay. No. Push blame. Push blame. I like it. Um, well, there you go, Roland. Just keep lying. Was what Eric did. Mm-hmm. You're listening to HMS All Accents on Podcast One. It's time for this week in HMS history when we turn back the clocks and Toledo digs into our archives and finds a clip of the guys from years ago. Uh, this week we go back to 2011, which for some reason doesn't seem that long ago, but it was six years ago. Um, anyways, here's a clip of John talking about Megan blaming him for something that he really didn't do. Like I was just telling the guys yesterday, uh, you know, we go through all this dog training, so we got a lot of dogs, you know, you got to pay attention to it. And Megan's just done with the idea of opening the back door and not letting the, you know, schools out for summer video get filmed for the dogs. They just all storm the door. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody's leaving. And I always try to push them back and let myself go out first. That's real. And then they'll follow you out one at a time. Sometimes they get a little hairy, goofy because they want to play. And that's fine. Last night, Dutchie, the 100 and 105 pounds now. She was a little bigger. Uh, she was storming out the door. Megan opened the door, and everybody goes, Dutchie steps on Megan's foot. They don't weigh much different. So Megan looks at me and goes, Ah! God damn it! Like, what happened? Dutchie stepped on my foot! And I'm standing a couple feet away, and she walks by and kind of pushes me out of the way, and I'm like, Well, what the hell did I do? Ah! It wasn't your dog. Yeah, it, well, it was pretty much just somehow or another, it's my fault. The training has just gone south. There's something not right. I'm like, well, I tell you, the one's got to push him back. Oh, sure. That's why. 
So I start to kind of laugh, and I'm like, what did I do here? And I walk into the room, and I said, uh, did somebody owe somebody an apology. I'm not going to apologize because Dutchie stepped in my foot. And in my brain, and I don't consider myself to be completely stupid, that for a second was like, well, I'm not getting one. I, I'm out of wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Of wine. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did that happen? Spun you. So then I didn't really know what to say after that. And I'm like, I don't think that's why we're apologizing. What? <laughs> and again, I think you got a little, and then I used the C word, uh, about the whole Dutchie stepping on your foot thing. Sorry, it hurt. There's your apology. That was my apology. Yeah, close enough. And then I said, "I'm," <laughs> and then, but there I was saying, "I'm sorry that that happened to you." Trying to be a nice guy, and I'm like, "Look what just what happened again." I just said I was sorry for that whole incident when I was on the couch a second ago. But then it makes it worse because you go back to the lesson learned. Here is let the dog step on her foot and let her storm around and yeah. keep watching Dateline. <laughs> Don't get up to help when she screams for help. That's the lesson. And then, and then you don't even care. The and then you you're a dick. Care. Next time, oh, okay, you just sit there. I guess my broken foot's nothing. Did you break your foot? Maybe. Oh. You don't know. Cause, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. There, she's done it again. That's when you just <laughs> turn it up. How are you doing that? She's amazing. They're amazing creatures of the ability to make me sit in a very comfortable position watching <laughs> Dateline. I don't know if this guy murdered his wife or not, but I'm going to find out in the end here probably. She gets stomped on by a dog. I shut up. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Blech, get out of the way. But if I didn't get up, I would have been a jerk. Either way, I said I was sorry. It's an absolute gem of a process you ladies have got us in. It's amazing. HMS All Access Podcast One. HMS All Access Podcast One. HMS All Access presents Breaking Brady. Because what you see is not always real. As we all know, Brady has an interesting view of his childhood in Columbus, Ohio. Bunny and Torp often opened up the doors and accepted foreign exchange students and foster kids while Brady was a child. Despite being his nephew, I really didn't know all that much about what went down while Brady was growing up with these foster kids. So I had a lot of questions for Brady. And uh, as you would expect, Brady's memory was all roses and sunshine. Everything was great and the foster kids were fantastic. But as John and I dug deeper, we discovered things were quite chaotic growing up in the Bogan household. You were talking about the house guests that you guys used to have. Um, oh, yeah. You'd taken like those refugee-like people. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We had the exchange program, the foreign exchange program. Right. And then we had um, basically foster, we were a foster home. Right. So we would have, a, you know, I'd have a brother or a sister for everywhere from uh, one year to six years. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that, that uh, your grandpa, uh, Torp, and Brady's father, same person, uh, was on our show when we asked him, and there's no way anybody in the house would have liked this. And we had Torp on the phone, and I said, Torp, did you like it when all those weirdos were in your house? <laughs> and his answer was, not particularly. <laughs> I'm like, well, why didn't you put a stop to it then if you didn't like it? You can't stop a moving train. And we're like, oh, so Bunny made you do it? Yep. And it was just this quiet. Play the tape back. We listened to it the other day to make sure we got it right. It's exactly that. He said, yep. He goes, yep. Well, you know, you got to. I thought he just said you can't stop him. And then then he did the bogan, which was, well, you know, and he started to sugarcoat the fact that he just said, boy, I hated that. And then he started to make it like, there were some decent times. No. It was terrible. And then your mom told me in Sedona 
that she didn't like that program either. And I started, that was before we'd talked to Torp. And I'm like, really? And she goes, no, when I was 14, having those weird dudes from other countries in the house, it got strange. So I asked my mom after this next one, and I forget who it was, the name. She said, this stops. I'm Samad. done. She asked to stop the whole program because yeah. it was getting weird be having guess. strangers in the house. Well, I know that's that's so weird to me. You couldn't hit them all out of the park. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. Torp absolutely loved this guy named Guillermo sure. from Torp Costa likes Rica, people, and he wanted to go over there. And he liked him so much that uh, he his, his fiance came over, not even in the program, yeah, and right. stayed with us for Here's three months thing. outside of it. Just you know, came Torp's over. Torp's a wonderfully wanted, nice man. Yeah, he likes people. That doesn't mean he wanted them to live there. And he probably made a, an, a, an, a, an exception for that guy. He's like, this is one of the keepers. Let's load the house up so nobody else shows up. We break our streak. But he didn't like it. He made it clear he didn't like it, and that was hilarious. Most people don't want temporary strangers in their home. That sounds absolutely dreadful. Well, they probably have quite a bit of baggage. Oh, please. That's so, all they've got. How, do you think you help these people? <laughs> in what In what way? Like... I think I entertained him. Yeah, Ralph sure? was the yeah, jester. Yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. they had a good time. Do you think the situation of them living with you, do you think that helped their well, help them out? I think the reason, well, the, the foster kids, yeah. it was just basically giving them a, a home and uh, being loved by, you yeah. know, some, some More parents. so than the orphanage. Because you're yeah. like, you haven't more stayed so in touch. More so the orphanage and more right. so than the um, bad situation they yeah, had with right. their parents. Um, but they didn't keep so it. Up, it was, so it was helpful. They sure. Had to, they had to yeah, get yeah. one back. But but did I think you know Mary Jane, who was my younger sister, was was total payback for me on on to Mary Jane because Amy would basically give me a hard time growing up, razzing me and um, doing stuff to press buttons because you're the youngest. Yeah, yeah, being the youngest. So you picked. So on Mary the Jane was younger than me, so I would do some things to Mary so Jane. You got to pick on her, like the yeah, poor foster kid. You teased yeah. the orphan. I, I she brought a friend over. They're playing. Um, the girl down the street, and they're playing in, in their bedroom, and I put uh, the ferret in the bedroom. Oh. Next thing you hear, this, <laughs> the girl screaming because uh, Finster the, the ferret attacked. Like, you know what this ferret's got? Because I've met him. Parents. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the ferret because he's mine. He belongs to me. Do you belong to anyone, Mary Jane? Uh. No, you're a rent-a-kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, orphan. So you know, how Brady your, your Mary mom Jane. used to say, "Would you like breakfast?" She'd make me breakfast, and she'd crack eggshells in it that I wouldn't know, and you know, second bite. That's it terrible. Open. Yeah, That's like, like pranks. She'd do so pranks you did like that, that to the orphans, and she mocked so it up. So I mixed it was food. Mary Jane chocolate milk one day, and I put green food coloring in it. And so she has it as after school snack, and she drinks it. But it and I said taste. I mixed it with this, and it was a marker. It says it's poison, poisonous. Oh, oh. The green marker. Oh, oh it's a poison marker. But you know what's going to be great? You, You'll be dead soon, and I know your funeral won't have two things at it. Your mother and father. <laughs> orphan. Anyway, That's terrible. It's just food color. It wouldn't kill you. So how many total people, like foster people or refugee people, whatever you want to call them? Well, I think there were Unwanted. at least nine foster. Okay. Good. And then Fuck. one, two, three... Four, five, and, well, let's hear this one. six or seven of so the you, so social workers. 15, 15, 15 total, and one out of 15 has stayed in contact. <laughs> no, um, they would hear from Walter. Walter was the first uh, uh, foster kid that we had. Mm-hmm. He was the one that I told the story that uh, got into the model glue. He was, uh, <laughs> I was, 
All of it's a catastrophe, too. That's the best part. He, he sniffed the model glue. Oh, my God. And we went out to dinner to Hungry Herman's, great restaurant, and um, came back, and there's Walt on the third-story roof of the house just walking. You None know, of the, this is good. Your parents should so have they, been stopped from doing this. There's what orphan, do you mean? There's They're orphans trying, on the third well, floor. Well, this kid was a troubled I know. Kid. He was and 18 at the time. Supervised he, was him? Se- he was 17, 18 Right. At there's the a time. reason his parents didn't want him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you guys I don't like, know Walt's story. I, we're going I, to I dinner without you, Walt. Bye. Stay out of the glue and off the roof. <laughs> yeah. You got it, Torb. Hey, those then are we had great um, ideas. Enos and uh, Lisa, who Enos didn't like his name. Okay, right. That was our saying. He changed his name to Larry. Hold on. You're telling stories about your time with him. My question was how many of them are actually talking to you still? Like, how many <laughs> Nothing because, bad rhymes with Larry. Because first days of school, it was Enos lost his penis yeah. on Venus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh no, Enos is going to take a beating with Kids rhymes. At Our Lady yeah. of Victory Elementary School. My name is Orange, you fuck faces. <laughs> no longer Enos. And he was hyperactive. He went crazy. So all of the people that you are talking about were not supervised properly, acted a fool, and were kicked out of the home. No. I don't, I don't know. This. Maybe, what happened maybe to the dude was, on the roof? He had to go. Uh, Walt. What, what yeah. happened to him after the roof? Walt stayed with us for about, jeez, um, I don't know how long. But year, after the maybe? roof, how long? Um, he had to go after for the roof. A while, no, they, they, they we, stuck it out. We took away Tommy and I couldn't build models for a while. <laughs> You had to be on pins and needles at the house. Talk about I can only shows. imagine. Again, oh I'm God. I'm probably four or five at the time. I'm Your five. Parents were scared to boot the fucking lunatic on the roof. Sniffing you know glue. what? They I've took, got questions, John. I've never me. asked them. Will you start asking some goddamn <laughs> questions? I'm more curious how long about did your Walter, life. I I never checked how Walter Ducey is his name. Oh, Walter he's went to dead. Hawaii. He went in the military. I, again, I yeah. don't. I, you know. Yeah. Bunny would know more than I would. I, I just find it strange that, like, they, you know, you open your home to these people and, like, they really don't keep, like, I'd be forever forever thankful in a way, right? Like, Wait a minute. Your yeah, parents don't love Listen, you. They get rid of you. You're know, an orphan and you get I taken in that. and they stay with you for, like, let's say, who's, did one of them stay for you with six years? Yeah. Like, if someone, if Mary Jane lived with you for six years, that's a significant years, amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite I, close that would to become that family like my, yeah, yeah. I would, I would I just think made of those people as my family. For me, I made it to a, made it a point of not getting close to her in those six years. So that's why like, you pulled over You're living here. Listen. Yeah. yeah. You're, this is no, my territory. <laughs> listen. Look, there's a reason your parents didn't want you. And I you're not, the, you're, you're not the youngest here. Yeah. This. <laughs> your parents didn't want you, and I don't like you either. It's something you're doing. I just love that you went to Hungry Harold's without... Hungry Herman. Right. Without Walt. <laughs> did you? Did Torp and Bunny blinders on Walt not know was, he had a glue Walt problem? Walt was 17 at okay, the time. That, he didn't want to go. You know, he's the team. He's like, sure. yeah, you guys go ahead. I got home. I got glue home in the work. house. Yeah. He, had glue he was eyeballing before. the testers. You guys, had, he had wandered through your home caked on I glue. I don't think, I think this was... That was not his first go with the glue. Well, that's the first time they caught him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. wandering around and they're like, these people are Why leave the troubled teen alone at home? And you never he wasn't troubled at the time. Well, then why was he there? Well, everything was fine until the well, roof why was walking. he there in the first place if he wasn't troubled? I don't know. He I guess, no, so again, again was, I got questions. Okay. If he was fine coming into the house, it yeah. must have been something that happened <laughs> in the house that led him to Huff Blue. <laughs> what did you do to him? Yeah. I'll tell you what happened. That's true, Charlie. He he was enrolled at OLV, Our Lady of Victory. So he started hanging out with some of those. Okay, so Maybe he, he got influenced He through. showed up from the orphanage angelic. No issues. You guys get him for less than a year. He's sniffing glue and walking on the rooftops yep. like fucking crouching tiger. Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you realize how fucked up that is? That that orphan was on your roof, and you're like, hey, hey, there's Walter on the roof. He's probably smelling the glue. I knew this would happen, goddammit. Can't stop a moving train. Anyway, buddy, but get I, your fucking dream now off the roof. Now, my dad tells that story. <laughs> I, 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 I think they, uh, I didn't see it. But they didn't want us to, didn't want me to see it. You were yeah. in a food coma from Hungry Henry's. <laughs> Hungry Hermans. I can't see nothing except for the All oh, the tater tots and Hungry right. Hermans. They just kept you in a pile of food so you didn't see the fucking dysfunctional nightmare that went on in this house I want to call them now. I got so many questions. Why the Bogan you, refugees. They can't break yeah. your image. It'll kill you. They will break the image. There's not. nothing to hide. They will not. It was a wonderful time, Brady. Walt had a little problem with glue, but. <laughs> you had model glue taken from you instead of just kicking this weirdo out of the house. Like, we're going to keep Walt and just keep the glue away from the boys. That's a solution. That is not. That's exactly what you said happened. He got into the glue. Your parents realized no glue. You boys can't build models anymore. And, and, and I'm glad that you got to say, are you going to call the, the dad right now? Yeah. All right. He's not going to bust your bubble. Poor kid probably, dad, I got a couple of questions. Uh, I'm in here with Charlie. I'm in here. Charlie? You're kind of on the air. It's a podcast. Charlie, it's a podcast, and I'm in here with Charlie and John, and we've been talking about the foster program that we're involved in, and I got to the story of Walter when I think we went to uh, dinner to Hungry Herman's, and when we came back, there was Walter on the roof of the house because he was sniffing glue. Yeah, yeah, he was. Now, was he a troubled (laughs) teen coming into it to begin with? They want to know. We didn't know that. Had when to he came it. to our house, and uh, they said he liked to build model airplanes. Told <laughs> <laughs> them. any parts together, he got down in the crawl space and sniffed the glue. Yeah, <laughs> in the crawl space. In our, in our fort, in the crawl space. Yeah, yes, right. So how long did Walter stay with us? I, I think he was about two years with us. Uh-huh. So Charlie, Charlie's question was, do these the people, do we feel like we did... Um, some good things for that, that they're a better person. How many came out that were successful afterwards? Because I, I, you know, well, go ahead. Gloria was, she came out successful, but she went through some, you know, she was at the girls' uh, reformatory for a while. But then she after, after with us. That That's after living with us? Yeah, when she ran, kind of ran away from no, our place. Yeah. She ran was, away? She ran away from our house? Uh-huh. I think what happened, uh, she... You know, she got in trouble. I'm not sure what she got in trouble for. Then she was taken up to a, uh, a, uh, a home for uh, troubled <laughs> girls, and then she left that, ran away from that. And then that's a success story. So a streetwalker for a while. That's Gloria. Yeah. That's the success That's Gloria. Story. That's when you're yeah, so she, she got out of streetwalking and got married, yeah. right? Yeah, she did. And well, she became a, a warden up at the girls' uh, reformatory. There you go. She turned around and ran the place. Warden. I'm yeah. sure that's what she said. No, 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 I yeah. work here now. We haven't heard anything from her for years. But okay, so, and then Charlie has that question. How many do we, I, I told him we hear from Mary Jane, or you guys hear from Mary Jane. Mary Jane, Morgan. it turned out good. Yeah, I think she's fine. How long and you heard move? from Walter, but what about um, Enos? What, what about? He ended up in prison. Next week on Breaking Brady. I honestly don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) The tater tots. Good night. I mean, I think he was right. Yeah, I'm just curious about her side of that. Okay. Bunya. Yeah. That's a good question. Worst exit interview question ever. (laughs)
That's it for this week's episode. Next week, we will have the second half of the Breaking Brady interview. You'll hear the rest of Torp's interview. Bunny makes an appearance, and so does Brady's brother, Tom. Remember, you can always chime in and uh, email into the podcast if you have questions for the guys. Send them to charlie at 98kupd.com, and we'll get those answered on the podcast. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, whatever you use to listen to the podcast. Uh, Let us know what you think of the show. For anything else, Holmberg's Morning Sickness and 98KUPD, you can check all of that out at 98KUPD.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to AGFMS All Access on Podcast One.